Hey, Peter. Hey. How's that? Not, that's not great. It needs to be tightened up. Bam. I'm Adam Annis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. Coming at you today, sponsored by Open Studio. Go to openstudiojazz.com for all your jazz lesson needs. Hear from one of our members here. Hey, this is Rob, longtime member of Open Studio. Started out with the trumpet pack, with the Sean Jones pack, and then realized that I need to get my piano chops together, and I said, what the heck? So I'm just going to get the all-access pass, and now tooling around, listening to all kinds of great players, and learning something from every one of them, no matter if they're on my instrument or not on my instrument. So thanks, guys, and keep up the great work. Go to youllhearit.com to leave us your speak pipe and tell us your open studio story. Thanks for that. And yes. uh, what are we talking about today? We are talking about five ways to tighten up your time. And I got to tell you, that was a little bit of our dramatic uh, uh, usage of our advanced acting skills, I yeah. would say. Yeah. Piano, that was hard for me. That, that, how many takes did that take me? It took you a while it because did. you just can't not play to the click. I mean, I, yeah. you got to have good time. It was I don't like crazy. playing to the click, but yeah, it just feels weird to, to not be tightened up with your time. So we're hoping to give you guys some ways to do that. That's right. Uh, so we have five different ways, uh, like really uh, actionable suggestions you can take to work on your time, strengthen your sense of pulse, and really strengthen how you feel your way through the music. Because time isn't really something that works if you're counting. Like we don't want to be robotically counting in our one e and a two e and a three e and a yeah. swing four e and a five e. No. The best way it works is to learn the language of the rhythm yeah. and be able to to live in it in a way that you don't get lost, that you can feel your way out of it, even if you don't know where one is sometimes. Yeah. Now, I got a question for you. Yeah. We, I don't think we've ever talked about this, but do you are you of the mindset of once you tighten up your time, you've got it for the rest of your life, for the rest of your career, or do you think this is like an ongoing maintenance situation? Wow, what a leading question. It is. Uh, well, no, no, it's two choice. I'm leading you to two different choices. I think that I think that the the gains that you make can stay for a while, but that it's it's always a battle to to work at it and to stay fresh with it. And I mean, it's really like everything else with learning music. It's like there's so many nuances to this that we can always be working on it. I mean, you know, I'm always trying to like expand what I can do in odd time signatures because I'm just not naturally drawn to that. Yeah. But I, I'm in situations all the time where I have to play in seven and nine and things like that. So I have to get better at that. And so for me, like right now, that's what I'm working on. And See, I think it's kind of a combination. And I think that those areas, like what you're talking about, things that you're not familiar with or comfortable with, you can take what you already have in terms of a solidness with time and your mm -hmm. understanding. And so I would say... I don't know. This is a little, I guess, controversial because I've heard people write and talk about this different ways. To me, the like once you get your time together, it's sort of like riding a bicycle. Yep. You never forget. Yep. And that you take that skill with you. But yes, as you go into new areas, going up a hill, going off road or whatever, you need to adapt that general skill of being able to balance on a bicycle, which you can kind of keep from muscle memory. Yep. That's the way I like to think of like, once you get good time, you can always have good time, but you need to learn to apply it in different situations. That's exactly right. But yeah. your ears should be like, you should be in a better position if you follow some of these things in practice. I mean, look, and all this is just practicing. These are five ways and there's probably 50 other ways. The main thing is to take some 
stick to a routine and then acclimate your ears so that you can hear when you're going out of time. That's right. So that as you go into new situations, like your ear becomes the the barometer for um, whether or not your your time needs to be tightened up on the spot. I think that's great. Yeah, listening is the key always. Uh, so let's start with our very first uh, example here of things you can do to, to tighten up your time. The first is metronome practice. And this is a, a tried and trust trusted yeah tried and trusted and trusted <laughs> encrusted and trued and encrusted <laughs> technique it's a crusty technique but across, it's tried and true across all genres of music there used to be remember these rumors of people being like don't practice with the metronome because you're going to lose your feel no that's, <laughs> that's right that's, that's the same people like don't use a microwave oven you're going to get Ooh, well maybe that was true i don't oh, know boy <laughs> dark on that one uh no metronome practice in my personal experience has always helped my time get better even when playing with people and especially with things like feel because I'm more confident in where my beat is and I can mess with the field even more. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So uh, the first thing that we do as jazz musicians is uh, start practicing on two and four. Um, I know as classical musicians, you might start out with the quarter note, the half note, yeah. or even a, a whole note. But as jazz musicians, when you start out, you kind of want to get used to replicating that hi-hat, that yeah. swing pattern on the drums. So I'm going to set a, a click here at 100 beats per minute. So we would think of this as one, one, <laughs> two, two, three. Oh, <laughs> you're messing one, me up. Two, yeah, one, yeah, yeah. two, three, four. Right. right. That's how we're thinking of it. That's right. That Hi-hat sound. So that's the first thing you can do to practice in a very basic way as a jazz musician to kind of get the feeling of a rhythm section in your playing. And I like to do, uh, I remember doing a lot of metronome practice even over technical exercises, scales, mm. and would start, once I kind of learned the two and four thing, I would put that in there as part of my practice as well. So it doesn't have to just be when you're improvising or playing a tune. Awesome. So uh, as you get better at this, though, you can do less and less. Like, I actually love to practice with the metronome on beat four. So I'm going to go here at 50 B BPMs. Ooh. One. Two, but practicing like that is a is a great way to see That's how good, good yeah. your time is you know put it at a slow tempo put it on beat four put it on beat two yeah i have a friend who practices on on the end of two only which is like oh that's tough that's want. tough uh, that's fussy uh, that's fussy uh, yeah or the end of four man that's when stuff gets real and one thing that you can do too with that if that's challenging for you which it will be to go on just the four some of those we used to you know call them like dr beat and the boss rhythm machines oh, remember those yeah, come on yeah, now all yeah, yeah. oh, the 80s but um, <laughs> oh, the 80s called <laughs> McMurray, the McMurray music back. page boulevard <laughs> hello north county page <laughs> boulevard eight floors of midwestern <laughs> instrument sales <laughs> But you would have, um, you, you know, you can have, well, I mean, most of the apps and stuff will do this. It would be like, right. with the emphasis. Little beat. subdivision. That's the way to get emphasis. into doing that. And then you slowly take them away or if you can adjust the volume down. That's the way to get into that four. That's really cool. All right. So number two of our techniques to tighten up your time. And can I just add one thing? Please, I just was realizing please, please, please. This is a kind of concept, I think, for metronome practice in general. Um, the metronome is not teaching you to groove. It's teaching you 
to feel the distance between the beats and for That's you right. to self-regulate. So a lot of people think, as we said, like, oh, if you practice with the metronome, you're going to rely on it too, too much. And I don't think that's true because you never, I mean, that's, yeah, if you only practice everything you ever do with just the metronome, of course you'll start to rely on it. But the whole thing is you're starting to learn, like, it's the whole thing of like the metronome speeding up, the metronome slowing down. No, the more you practice with it and learn and tighten up your time, it won't sound like it's slowing down or speeding up anymore. Agreed. <laughs> Uh, the number the number two thing you can do to tighten up your time is to practice more slow tempos. Mm. So a lot of us like to practice in very comfortable zones of yeah. medium to medium up. Of course. That's the uh, jazz musician's bread and butter. But try practicing a swing tune. Here, I got it at 50. Mm. Why don't you do a little blues here? Oh, see? No, 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 no. That's not even slow. I'm, this is quarter notes, buddy. Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah. See? Oh, yeah. You were trying to cheat it up a little bit. Well, I like this even better. This is this is a grown person tempo right here. So this is a, a case where you could do quarter notes at first and then maybe switch it to Ooh, 25 let's beats try per that. minute. You want to try switching it? Yeah. Let's see if I can do that here on my... That's too easy. I can only go to 40 on this, unfortunately. So this can be two and four? No. Yeah, this doesn't go low enough okay. to do two and four. How low one. can you go? Not This This metronome doesn't account for Peter Martin level. <laughs> well, I came up in the Betty Carter school where it was like... Do you want to go one, two, oh, three. So let's try 40 quarter notes. Okay. stuff yeah man so the thing about this kind of practice is that not only does this make you good at playing slow tempos, it actually makes you good at everything else. Yeah. It, it makes that recognition of the beats <clears throat> when they're not this slow uh, even easier. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like practicing on hard mode and then going to an easier form. Absolutely. So the slower that you can practice, and I would, I would recommend that you, you mix in slow tempo practice in at least your weekly practice sessions. Yeah. You know? This is very much like putting a lot of weight on and just doing a couple of reps mm -hmm. really slowly where you have to control. That's right. And like you get your form together, you know, you, you, everything's going to sound whack. You're going to be off, but this will, this will start to hook. This will tighten up your time. Also, not only that, not, uh, it's great for time use. And that's what we're talking about today, but it's also really good for like, if you want to get your phrasing together, <clears throat> you can't fake the phrasing on a tempo this slow. If you try to improvise a solo at 40 beats per minute, 30 beats per minute. Yeah. You, it has to be melodic AF or it's going to sound terrible. Right, right, right. Good. That's it. Okay, uh, so number three on our five ways to tighten up your time. Uh, this is practice starting and ending your phrases in different places. Yeah, this was a game changer for me uh, when I was a young musician of really getting it together uh, because starting a phrase on the end of a beat feels different than starting it on the on the downbeat. Right? Yep. So one, two, one, two, three, four. Three, four, one, two, three, four, one. Like yep. those little changes that I had to make or ending your phrase. 
So practice starting your phrase on the on the beat and ending it on the beat, starting it off the beat, ending yep. it on the beat, starting it off the beat, ending it off the beat, and starting it on the beat and yep. ending it off the beat. All those combinations will get you to and that's with eighth land. notes, just eighth notes, just really starting with. Like those kind of exercises get you super comfortable with how things feel to start and end. Yeah, and then it also kind of can kind of help you to hear specific issues you may have. I mean, like most people, when they're like, "I need to tighten up your time," they'll say like, "I have bad time," yep. and I don't believe anybody has bad time no. or at least is born with bad time. Sometimes there's certain parts of your playing that exhibit bad time, but if you can hear that you have bad time, it can be fixed. And so this will start to isolate certain times when maybe you rush or you drag or you come in late or early. And it's usually situational like this, like on the beat, on the right. offbeat. And so this allows you to isolate those situations and to really be able to hear them and then make the adjustments. I think it's a super important thing to practice. Yeah. Number four is to practice with recording. Now, this is important. This could have been number one. It could have been. But we, we're not actually, going in order of importance. Are we? No, this is in no order of importance. But it could have been number two next to metronome practice because a metronome is a metronome. Yeah. But a human being is not perfect usually. No. And so if you practice to your favorite classic recordings, yeah. you're going to notice that it's human, that it's not perfectly yeah. metronomic. And that's cool because you got to get used to that if you want to play with other people. Plus, if you listen to great recordings, it's going to be within that pro level range anyway. Right, right, so there's right. not going to be a lot of variation. And there's definitely not, there's very rarely that abrupt kind of um, variation of tempo that we would associate with somebody that needs to tighten up their time. But you know what we're going to be talking about here is is musical shifts in tempo yes. where it feels like it should be leaning forward that you hear in some yep. bands or maybe they just lay back a section just for a second yep. and then go back. You know, that kind of thing is crucial to practice. And with. really the un what I've checked out when you really go to analyze some of those situations because they're so musical, the actual change of the tempo, like we had that the other day. Remember we were listening to two bass hits. I was like, I know it speeds up. It actually didn't speed up hardly at all. Yeah, yeah. It was like it felt like it was, which is what the way it should feel. Like yeah. the actual, like the the really good players. There's very little variation, you know. It's true. Um, and then yeah, and and then that there's such an innate sense of sort of individual time and then when you get a great group to a great rhythm section i mean look let's talk about the bass and the drums being the foundation for this for sure but once they're really locked in even if they're whole pulling back that doesn't mean they're slowing down or yeah. pushing ahead that underlying beat and groove stays the same so true man <laughs> bless you <laughs> i knew it was coming sorry about that uh you're welcome youtube <laughs> uh so that's number four is practice with recordings and number five our final uh way to tighten up your time is to listen to and count your way through drum solos now i said before you don't want to be counting when you're playing and sometimes to do that you have to count as you're listening to music pick some like philly joe solos some max yeah. roach solos some players who have really clear and cool phrazing Art Blakey, like some some younger, more recent stuff. Tony Williams, maybe <laughs> Elvin Jones. So <laughs> no, but I, I, like Jack DeJanet. But if you start at like sort of the classic language of jazz people, like Art Blakey, how he baby Dodds, baby Dodds, go all the way back. <laughs> Kenny Clark. Yeah. No, but where where Art Blakey would put his phrases over the bar line? Ooh, that's yeah. a lesson in how to learn phrasing over the bar line. And if you can count your way through it and then feel it, you will never get lost on a drum solo again. That's no drummer right. will be able to throw you unless they're effing it up. And, then, and and don't feel like it's cheating. Oh, if I listen to the same recording over and over again, I'm going to learn it. I'm going to know what's happening. That's actually the way you tighten up your understanding of this and That's give so you the confidence. Yeah, when you're in a real situation with a live drummer, you never know what they're going to do. But being able to 
navigate that through these great recordings is really the pathway to get there. And then the experience of doing it live on jam sessions. And then when you got to count, you count, but then you, at a certain point, you got to kind of jump off the cliff and trust, trust yourself with that. So we give you five uh, actionable things you can do here. Uh, and we're going to list them again. And I want you to think about if you're practicing this week, and let's say you have five sessions that you can get in this week, yeah. do each one of these five things on day one, practice with the metronome on two and four on four on something that's a little bit out of your comfort zone. Yeah. On day two, practice a slow tempo. Again, that's just a hair outside of what you're comfortable doing. Yeah. On day three, practice starting and ending your phrases on either the downbeat or the upbeat. On day four, practice with one of your favorite recordings, trying to keep time, whether that's playing, you know, walking with your bass player or playing drums or comping if you're a piano player. On day five, listen to one of your favorite drum solos and try to count your way through it. I'm getting a little background music here. Well, no, I, yeah, I was just thinking of something, the idea of practicing along with the recording. This because I was listening to this earlier. This is yeah, yeah. Chill, yeah. Joshua Redmond. Oh, yeah, yeah. Christian McBride, Brian Blade, yep. um, um, Brad Meldow. That kind of stuff, especially if you want to learn it, because you can practice away from the recording. You can turn it on and then off and That's see right. and match yeah. up with it. Where you are. That'll yeah, start yeah. to get your time together. Yeah, you could have a friend like turn down the recording and yeah. then turn it back up after a couple of yeah. seconds. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah, this is really one of those things. Once you commit and, and to these concepts and then commit a little bit of time each day, you can see some ra rapid progress. It's very true. You can if see you, some rapid progress. If you've not Trust worked yourself. on any of these things, you will you will progress. Yeah, fast. and there's good ways to test test yourself with For this sure. stuff too. Obviously, the metronome. We got a bonus coming up in a minute. It might even be the most important one. So please stick around. Cool. YouTube podcast, all that stuff. Uh, we are having some fun on the YouTube. We're kind of, but I mean, I don't want to say we're blowing up because you know, bro. But you know what I'm saying? We want to ask you guys, please subscribe to this channel because we've got a lot more of this coming. But it takes a lot to put this together, but we're committed to doing it er week and er day. Yeah. No, not er day. We got a lot of nice comments. We got a lot of nice comments. We got a lot of nice comments on. Uh, but not about, all. <laughs> no, not no. We have a lot of not nice comments. We got a lot of nice comments of people saying, like, 30 seconds in, subscribed. Like, yeah. love that stuff. That's cool. Yeah, give subscribe. us a subscribe because we're going to be releasing stuff. On the weekly basis, for because sure. that's how we roll. That's right. And uh, check out our sponsor, OpenStudioJazz.com, when you get a chance. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about our bonus. What is it? Okay, so this is one I think that you can do both at the well, close to the instrument, but especially away. Learn to dance and go and dance. Ooh. Like you got to connect time and music. Dance is the is the it's like the missing link. You know what I'm so saying? True. Yeah, yeah. Um. So like, listen. And, and this is not about necessarily dancing to jazz, whatever. Listen to dance music. There's plenty of different kinds out there all around the world. If you if you don't learn to move your body in a way that is within the time, and then you'll be able to apply that to your music. Because when you're playing an instrument, you're just moving your body. You're really dancing on your instrument That's at so the true. highest level. Yeah, and even if you if you're not comfortable dancing Pop or you can't dance, more. like go watch people dance. That's right. You know, not like, me. I mean, <laughs> no, but pros. So for, like, I remember the like when I started playing tango music. I love yeah. playing tango music. It's one of my favorite yeah. kinds of music to play. And I would I went to my first milonga and I watched the dancers dance to the music that I'd already kind of been listening to, and it exactly it connected me to the music in a way that I hadn't realized before that. It was literally like the visualization of the music. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Well, until tomorrow, you'll hear it.